Thanks for joining us through the Crossbridge Podcast. We hope this message speaks to you wherever you may be on your spiritual journey and helps you take your next step of growth in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Crossbridge or to speak with one of our ministry team members, please visit crossbridge.church. Hello, Crossbridge. Good to see all of you in Ottawa and Peru, those of you online. Very, very excited what God is doing here. Thank you for your participation in God's uh, local church, his family that is moving forward into our community, our region, and literally throughout the world. 2005, I had just received this book in the mail. My son and I were running out of the house to get him to Taekwondo practice, and I scooped this book up in my arm as we left the house. We got to the the, uh, studio, and uh, Taekwondo practice always starts with uh, stretching and exercises, and it's actually rather quiet in the room during that time of practice. And I cracked this book open. I read the very first sentence in it, and I accidentally exclaimed out loud, wow! And all of the students that were stretching and the other parents and family, they all looked over at me. I'm like, whoop, sorry. (laughs) But I then took out a pencil and I circled this sentence. And uh, you can still, if you can see this, I actually wrote the word all in caps, wow, with an exclamation point. Here's the sentence that I, what is it? 16 years later, I still cannot get away from. I think about this often. Are you ready? It is a sin to be good if God has called us to be great. Wow, right? Like, you ever read something and and it kind of like pats you on the shoulder and punches you in the gut all at the same time? (laughs) It is a sin to be good if God has called us to be great. That day... After I read that, I closed my eyes. I spoke to the Lord in prayer. And I said, God, I, I hear today I'm making a commitment. I'm making it to you. I'm making it to myself, to my family, to the church at the time that I was leading. I made a commitment, hashtag, to always shoot for greatness to always shoot for greatness. I am convinced that deep within each and every human heart, every person, there is a desire to be great, to be great at this journey called life. Uh, Maybe it's just me, but I don't think so. I don't think there's anyone that lays awake at night thinking, man, I just, I, I just, man, I, I so desperately want to be average. I just, man, you know what? I, I just, you know, I'm married right now, man. I just want to be an average husband. Maybe you got kids or grandkids. Well, I, I just want to be an average grandparent. Like, like I, I'm a welder for my job. I just want to be an average welder. I don't think there's anyone that tattoos average on their body. I don't think there's anyone that lays awake at night that says, man, I just... Someday, what a dream it would be. What a dream it would be if someday at my funeral, my kids 
do a, a, little, a little testimony about me and they say, you know what, my, my mom was just an average mom. I don't think there's anyone that just, just hopes that on your gravestone someday says, here lies an average person who lived an average life. <laughs> they were average at everything that they attempted in life. I don't think so. I believe that deep within every human heart is a desire to shoot for greatness. To shoot for greatness. I, I do. I, I want to be a great follower of Jesus. I don't want to be average. I want to go all in and daily offer him my very, very best. I, I do. I desperately want to be a great husband. I want to be a great dad. I, I want to be a great pastor. I want to offer Crossbridge the best I have to offer. Any weekend that I'm invited to come and share the Lord's word with this congregation, I want to offer what the Lord has given me. I don't want to be great in comparison to other people or to anyone else's standard, but when I breathe my final breath on earth, I want to know that I offered God I offered my family, I offered the world my best, and I lived out to my maximum potential. Greatness isn't what I do in comparison to others. For me, greatness is what I do with what the Lord has given me. Greatness for you is what do you do with all that the Lord has given you. There are some areas that your greatness is much greater than mine. Maybe there are a couple areas that my greatness is greater, but it's not in comparison. Is did I bring what the Lord gave me and did I offer my very, very best? Greatness. Do you remember when a guy comes up to Jesus and asks him which is the greatest commandment? Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus says, you know what? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. Do you see the passion in that? Oh, just, just, just love the Lord your God with a part of your heart. Be average. No, no, no. All of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor. Don't be average at loving your neighbor. Be great at loving people and loving God. And now for centuries, that statement has been known as the great commandment. It's not a good suggestion, it is a great commandment. And then after Jesus' death, his burial and resurrection, he appeared to many people in many places, including his disciples, and one of his final recorded statements before ascending into heaven to go back to his father, his final charge, his final commission, Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, then Jesus appeared to his disciples and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey, you know, just be average in what you teach people to obey. No, no, no. Teach them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always. Surely I am with you. Where there is a need for hope, Jesus is with us. 
Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And so for hundreds of years, that statement has been known as the Great Commission. It's the great mission that Jesus has given his followers. It's not a good possibility. No, 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 it is the great commission. And I believe if you want to live a great life, make a great commitment to, the, to live the great commandment and to fulfill the great commission. If you want to live a great life, make a great commitment to live the great commandment and to fulfill the great commission. That is how you live a great life. Now, check this out. This is absolutely why I love this core value called expect growth here at Crossbridge. Check this out. If you are committed to living the great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, if you are committed to living the great commandment, you must live to grow. You live in order to grow. If you are committed to fulfilling the great commission, we must do life together as a church in order to grow. We must grow. So the question, of course, the question we have to ask us individually and together as a church is, are you growing? Are you growing? What's different today than a week ago? (laughs) It's been two weeks since I've been here. Where have you grown in the last two weeks? How has the church grown in the last two weeks? Growth is optional, but it's not an option. If we are committed to living the great commandment and fulfilling the great commission, we must grow personally and we must grow as a local church. When Crossbridge Community Church says that one of our core values that we are going to live out as we do life together is to expect growth, I believe that means personal growth and church growth. Personal growth and church growth. Local church growth and global church growth. Now, I love this value for many reasons. One of them is because it brings great focus, tenacity, and passion to our life. You are created to grow. You're created. You're wired by God to grow. Every church, every church in America, every church in the world is created to grow. People have, um, people have uh, claimed, I guess, that I am addicted to growth. <laughs> I am not addicted to growth, but I live to grow, and I lead for growth. The day you stop growing is the day you decided to stop living. There are a lot, (laughs) there are a lot of walking, breathing, dead people. Their heart is still beating, but they have chosen to stop growing and everyone else knows it other than them. Even their doctor knows it. The doctor, she's just waiting to confirm it. Yep, they're dead. (laughs) They're just waiting to make it official. (laughs) Because friends, listen. The day you stop growing is the day you've chosen to stop living. (laughs) I lead for growth. Unashamedly, I lead for growth. I want my marriage to keep growing, so I'm gonna lead for growth. I want our family to keep growing, so I'll lead for growth. If I'm leading a team, I'm leading a project, if I'm leading a church, I will lead for growth. 
Why would I lead for maintenance? Why would I lead to be average? I don't want to be average. I have no desire to work for or participate in a maintenance organization. I have no desire to coast. (laughs) I want to keep climbing until the day Jesus says, your time here on earth is done. Let's just walk through this for just a minute. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Do you know what that means? It means to grow closer to God relationally, to grow closer to God, to love God with all your heart. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians, and we all, he's talking about believers, who? With unveiled faces. In other words, those who have, have, through the blood of Jesus Christ that we just sang about, Jesus has given us an opportunity to live our lives in authentic relationship with our creator, a veil that separates us. The veil of sin has been atoned for, it has been covered for, and when we receive Jesus, the veil, the separation between us and our Father has come down. We all who with unveiled faces, we contemplate the Lord's glory, we are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Every day, you and I have an opportunity to grow closer to the Lord. We've never arrived. Have you arrived? I haven't arrived. (laughs) But every day, I want to be transformed on the inside with greater and greater glory. No relationship stays the same. You're either growing closer together or you're drifting further apart. I was here two weeks ago. Your marriage, if you're married, you are at a certain spot in marriage. I will guarantee you, here I am, here we are two weeks later, including my marriage, I'm either closer to my wife or I'm further apart than two weeks ago. You literally cannot just coast. You can't. You're either drawing closer to each other. We're either drawing closer to the Lord. He's either doing a new and increased work in our hearts and in our lives, or we are drifting away. Paul also wrote in his first letter to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I want to know the Lord more tomorrow. I want to know him more the next day. I want to know him more the following day. Oh my goodness. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Friends, that means that you are committed to growing closer to God relationally. Love the Lord your God with all your soul. That means grow closer to God physically. Like, what? Physically? What are you talking about, John? Let me explain. Philippians chapter 3. Our citizenship. Did you know that your citizenship is not here on earth? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, this isn't our home. We're just passing through. (laughs) Our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we love God with all of our soul. We grow closer to God physically every day. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, I hate to tell you, all of us, all of us, our bodies are one day closer to wearing out than it was yesterday. We are eternal souls with a temporary body. This body, we are to take care of it. It is a temple of the Lord's spirit. But we are all temporary bodies with an eternal soul, and we so often get that flipped around, don't we? We think we're an eternal body with a temporary soul. No, 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 no. No, 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 our bodies are temporary. 
Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly our physical bodies are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal." Love the Lord God with all your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your soul. Love the Lord your God with all your mind. Grow closer to God means that we grow our minds. Our minds have to mature. Our minds have to grow up. Romans chapter 12, verse two, do not conform to the pattern of this world. There are mindsets of this world that are in direct opposition to the mind of God. Did you know that? Direct opposition. There's a pattern to this world that is not God's pattern. Do not conform. Do not just think the way everybody else thinks. No, no, no. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So to love the Lord your God with your mind means we have to grow closer to God as we grow and we develop a more godly mind. We think like God thinks, not like how the world thinks. And then love the Lord your God with all your strength. That means to grow closer to God by developing and deploying our gifts. Second Timothy, Paul wrote to this young pastor named Timothy. He says, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Now, we sometimes read that verse, we're like, oh, he's a pastor. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? God laid his hands on you and you were conceived. Did you know that? Every single one of us, God put personality in you. He put talents in you. He put gifts in you. There never has been, there never will be a fingerprint or a life print just like yours. When you receive Jesus as your savior, he put spiritual gifts in you in order to build up and to encourage the local church that you are a part of. He has walked with you throughout your days, whether you were a follower of his, you've had good days, you've had bad days, you've had sinful days, you've had obedient days. He wants to use all of your experiences to bring hope and healing to other people. Friends, listen, do not sit on the sidelines until the day you see Jesus face to face. I understand. Growth will look different at different seasons, different stages of life. But friends, as long as God puts breath in your lungs, keep growing. Don't ever, ever stop growing. When you hit a certain age, Satan wants us to think, oh, there's a whole bunch more road in your rear view mirror than there is out in front of you. <laughs> I don't know how God could use me. No, 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 no. I don't know about you, but here's how I'm gonna live my life. I wanna live in such a way that the best day of my life is the last day of my life. And the second best day of my life is the next to last day of my life. <laughs> I wanna live in such a way that the day, my last day physically here on earth is a day that I'm closer to Jesus Christ than ever before. It's a day that I invested in people like never before. It's the day I learned something new and I'm like, whoa, I can't believe. Why didn't I wish I would have known that 70 years ago? <laughs> 
What if all of us keep climbing until we see Jesus face to face? What if we all say, I just expect to grow. I'm gonna read something new. I'm gonna meet someone new. I'm gonna do something new. I'm gonna learn something new. I'm, I'm just gonna keep growing. I don't ever wanna stop growing. The last few years of my life have been very challenging in terms of making a difference. Uh, I shared with you that my wife and I uh, planted a church uh, 20 years ago and, and we, had a great, we had a great time, a great run. And, and a few years back, the Lord said, you know what, guys, it's time to turn the leadership on to the next generation. And, and we kind of set off on a, on a, like Abraham, we set off on an unknown path again, not really sure how we fit in this world. And, and uh, I don't have it all figured out yet. Um, we're still working on it. But a month ago, uh, we live in uh, Elkhart, Indiana now, about, what, 30 miles uh, east of South Bend, maybe 80, 90 miles straight east on Interstate 80 of uh, Chicago. And uh, I went for a long walk in uh, downtown Elkhart, Indiana. And God gave me a question that I, I just want to share with you. As I was kind of trying to figure out my place in this world <laughs> and what ministry is supposed to look like right now, I sense God said to me this, what if, what if I have one more assignment for you, John? Will you be ready? I now wrote this on an index card and I put it up in my office. What if God has one more assignment for me? Will I be ready? Will I be ready spiritually? Will I be ready physically? Will I be ready emotionally? <laughs> Will I have sharpened myself as a leader? Have I been reading? Have I been learning? Have I been growing? What if, and I wanna throw it, what if God has one more assignment for you? What if he has one more assignment for you today, tomorrow, sometime this week? Are you gonna be ready? You see, we have this belief in our country. Uh, oh, when I'm given an opportunity, then I'll get ready. No, 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 no. Where do we get that at? No, I need to be ready in case an opportunity ever comes. I mean, I watch people out in the workforce. They're like, well, if, you know, if I would have gotten invited to that training, then I would have read that book. But I didn't get invited. No, 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 what about read that book so that you get invited? And even if you don't get invited, get better. What if every one of us chose to get better? We're just gonna get better. We're gonna be ready in case the door ever does open. What if I get better as a public speaker in case I'm ever asked to speak somewhere instead of waiting for someone to ask me? Does that make sense? What if we grow? What if God has one more assignment for you? I don't know what's gone on in your past. I don't know what stopped you. But what if God has an assignment for you this week, this month? Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be ready spiritually? Are you going to be ready emotionally? Are you going to be ready? Remember the question today is, are you growing? Uh, let me share with you one last reason why the pace and direction of your growth and my growth really matters. Acts chapter two is a description of the first church after Jesus' death, burial, his resurrection, and those early followers of Jesus faced tremendous persecution. And they didn't even know what the word church was. They just knew that Jesus told them to stick together in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came to the earth in all of his fullness, and that's the event that we call Pentecost. And in Acts chapter two, in the first verse, when Pentecost came, 
All those early believers were together and there was a loud noise like a violent rushing wind and there were tongues of fire that came. I mean, it was, a, it was just a crazy, crazy scene. I, I can't imagine. There were miraculous signs and wonders and they were all trying to figure it out and Peter got up and he preached a powerful sermon as people said they were crazy and, and Peter finished his sermon with repent and be baptized. And then if you follow through that chapter, starting in verse 42, we read about that first church. They devoted themselves. They weren't average. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They devoted themselves to fellowship. That's the value that we looked at last weekend, a commitment to community, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together. They had everything in common. They sold their property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. Read this last sentence with me. Do you believe this can still happen today? Read it out loud with me, would you please? And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. He added to their number occasionally, once a year. Nope, daily. There was something so magnetic, there was something so powerful, there was something so attractive about what was happening in that early church that people were like knocking on the door saying, can I come, can I come? I wanna be a part. I wanna live how I see you're living. It's different than how my life is going. Friends, here's what I believe. When you and I are growing, our church will grow. When you and I are growing, our church will grow. A few weeks ago, I read a statement, and uh, I don't know, I guess just maybe withhold, uh, I don't know, it may sound like I'm being a smart aleck, and I'm really not trying to be a smart aleck, all right? Um, I read this statement from a, a district pastor. He, he wrote, church's desire to reach new people most struggle with how to accomplish it. And uh, I, I wish that were true. I think a lot of churches, they're interested in growing, but they're okay if they don't grow because they aren't willing to pay the price that it takes. Can, can I tell you something about growth? It can be hard and it can be inexpensive. It's hard. Like, it, it's hard. It's sometimes personal growth is really hard. Like, I remember the time I had a pastor that I looked up to and he, he looked at me in the eye and said, John, you're a horrible listener. And I mean, I just wanted to punch him. I'm like, dude, you don't know what you're talking about. Just shut up. And I got back in the car and I had a four hour ride home and I was ticked all the way. And by the time I got home, I said, son of a gun, I think he's right. <laughs> no one ever tells it to me the way he told it to me. And I'm better, I'm still not where I wanna be, but I've worked hard on it. Growth can be hard, it can be expensive. The same is true for a church, it can be like expensive. Like, like you buy new equipment or you renovate, a, 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 you renovate an auditorium because you realize that your, your facility needs to be relevant to the people you're trying to reach, right? 
or you invest in children's equipment. My, my daughter Brooke and I, we took a tour for the first time. I walked through all of your children's space here and it's, it's amazing. Congratulations. I applaud you, but, but growth is hard work. And, and what I've learned, what I've learned is there's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. The reason some churches, oh, they say they want to grow, but they aren't willing to do the hard work of growth. It's way easier to be comfortable. Well, I know everybody. Like, what if I invite my neighbor and they think I'm a loser and they think I'm a weird Bible person and so I don't ever invite them? <laughs> if we're going to expect growth, we must be willing to be uncomfortable. We must be willing to pay the price. There will be growing pains, personally and as a church. But I'm so grateful, I'm so grateful for a church like Crossbridge that unashamedly says we are going to expect growth. That's the sort of church that I always want to be a part of. I'm going to say a word of prayer and then uh, I just want to give us, uh, the band's going to come and sing a song and, and uh, we're just going to reflect a little bit on, uh, on Lord's, on God's word for us today. Let me say a word of prayer with us. Jesus, thank you for teaching us to love you with all of our heart. So what I've discovered is when I love you with only part of my heart or part of my soul or part of my mind, I quickly can drift away. And so God, I pray that all of us will be committed to loving you with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, all of our strength, that we will expect personal growth, that we'll be willing to try new things and Expect new results here at Crossbridge. Pray that we'll never be conservative, we'll never be afraid of offending someone. But Jesus, we will always remember that you said that we are to go. We are to make disciples of all nations, all backgrounds, all people, all colors of skin, all political affiliations. <laughs> like, like Bears fans and Vikings fans and Packer fans even, I mean, God, all of them, that we are to love people and we are to invite them into a relationship with you. We are to show them, Jesus, who you are before we ever talk about it. So Father, I pray as we just kind of have a response time and a reflection, God, I pray that you'll do a deep and mighty work in each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thanks again for joining us for the Crossbridge Podcast. The mission of Crossbridge is to lead others into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we'd love to partner with you on your spiritual journey. So please let us know how we can come alongside you and support you and pray for you by visiting crossbridge.church.